Who are the top 12 dynasty quarterbacks? All that and more on today's Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, you're in Indianapolis. How's it going? I sure am. I landed here about, well, I didn't land. We drove through the, through the rain, but uh, about half an hour ago I've been here. You can see it's a little bit different background. Looking out the window, glorious view. I'm going out with uh, some Steeler folks for dinner here soon. So pretty psyched up for a week to get started. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet. I'll be there later this week. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. squeeze a couple episodes in before that happens. Uh, but I know we're, uh, we're excited to see what happens this week at the NFL Combine. I know all of our listeners, I know all Dynasty players are excited about that as well. This week, though, we're continuing our focus on rookies. We're going to talk about Michael Mayer today, one of my favorite right. prospects in the class, uh, one of the safest prospects in the class. We'll do that soon, but I thought we'd continue, Matt, talking some ADP. We hit those uh, top 12 dynasty running backs and wide receivers last week, had that conversation. Of course, this is new DLF dynasty ADP. The running back conversation was fun because we had Bijan Robinson as the RB1. Uh, another rookie, Jameer Gibbs, was the RB12. We didn't have any rookies in our top 12 uh, dynasty wide receivers, which is no surprise. Um, and I'll go ahead and spoil it, Matt. We don't have any quarterbacks, any rookie quarterbacks in our top 12 either, but there were two that were very, very close. We'll get to that. Mm, okay. Interesting. Let's start at the top. No surprise with the top three. Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback one, Josh Allen, quarterback two, Jalen Hurts, quarterback three. I do want to kind of tear these guys out and, and these three are in, in the top tier. I thought it was really interesting, Matt, and, and we've hit on this a little bit over the past uh, few weeks, really, and uh, we've got Patrick Mahomes with an ADP of 12 now. He is wow. in the first round of our single quarterback uh, dynasty ADP, and we've had that conversation about does he belong, is, is, is he or any quarterback worth a first round dynasty rookie pick? It's, uh, if I remember correctly, we both settled on no, but we get uh-huh. the we we get the idea. Uh, with these guys here, we've got Mahomes at twelve, Josh Allen twenty three, so he's a late second rounder. Jalen Hurts twenty six overall as an early third rounder. I'm I'm much more comfortable with that late second or early third price tag than a first rounder, even the last pick in the first round. I, I am too. Like. Uh, Mahomes is a transcendent football player, but for fantasy, I mean, I can't give up a starting back or a receiver for him because I I don't even know that he's that much better than Allen and Hurts, you know, on a weekly basis. He's tremendous. He's safe. You know, we always talk about when I was new to Dynasty, there was that that logic of why wouldn't I just draft Andrew Luck first overall and plug him in yeah, for 15 yeah. years, you know? And, about that, yeah. yeah. And that, I don't think Mahomes is retiring like Luck or that that's a, a, a cautionary tale. It's just, uh, they're easy to find, you know what I mean? And yes, he's special, but I don't think he's that much more special than Allen or Hurts. 
Well, this top fans. tier, right. This top tier is pretty narrow with three guys among the top 26 players overall. Just for reference, Matt, uh, the players coming off the board right after Patrick Mahomes, Kenneth Walker, Chris Olave, Saquon Barkley, T. Higgins, Tyree Kill, DK Metcalf. So that is the uh, that's the like opportunity that cost. That's what you're giving up if you take Patrick Mahomes in a one quarterback league with your first rounder. Mm-hmm. Let's move I mean, on. Obviously, to the... Superflex is a massively different story. Right, Superflex. These guys uh, right. would be the top three. Uh, mm-hmm. I would I would imagine we'll have that Superflex ADP soon. Uh, okay. The next next year is pretty deep here. We've got Justin Herbert at quarterback four. I was I was surprised to see him as the fourth guy. Honestly, me too. Um, had had a little bit of an up and down season. Joe Burrow right behind him as the quarterback five. Herbert with an ADP of forty nine. Burrow at fifty, uh, and the quarterback six is Lamar Jackson with a, with an ADP of fifty two. So Herbert, Burrow, Jackson, essentially all with the with the same value between 49 and 52 overall. But obviously that's a big gap from that 26 ADP of Jalen Hurts. We see, um, you know, we see almost two full rounds of players uh, coming off the board, actually more than two full rounds of players coming off the board between Hurts and Herbert. Um, Herbert. I like shopping in that neighborhood a little bit better than that top three. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's grab wide receivers maybe a running back with those mm-hmm. first, second, third rounder, fourth rounder even, and then look at look at one of these guys. We've got a little bit of a gap from Lamar Jackson to the next two players. Trevor Lawrence is our quarterback seven. Justin Fields is quarterback eight. Uh, Lawrence with an ADP of 62, Fields at 68. So that group of five, Herbert, Burrow, Jackson, Lawrence, and Fields, that would be your second tier of these dynasty quarterbacks. Any thoughts on those guys in general? Yeah. And I get that they're lumped together, but I think the top three are a little different than the bottom two. That's fair. And, yep. you know, I mean, just they're a little more established. They've been around the block a little bit more. I mean, we don't know that fields is a long-term starter yet. I'm sure Lawrence will be, but do we know he's a long-term huge fantasy producer? And why I mentioned Herbert Burrow and Jackson, whatever order you want to put him in. And I, I wouldn't have him in that exact order is at that point, I probably have a quarterback advantage. Remember, this is a weekly game we play most weeks, you know, seven out of 10 weeks, eight out of 10 weeks if I'm starting Herbert Burrow or Jackson, but I already have four starters on my team already, you know, I like right. that. So, yeah. So you're saying even if you're, if you're losing points to the Hertz team or the Allen team mm-hmm. once a year, you're willing to take that for the running backs uh, and the wide receivers yes. that you're taking. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, that team I, I think I agree with that. Um, and, and again, Herbert Burrow, Jackson, you can argue the order there. I'm I'm even happy to wait for Lawrence. I know you mentioned some, not some questions, but just, you know, we want to see a little bit more uh, after two up and down years uh, from Lawrence. And, and we could say sure. the same for Fields. Uh, our next three players are uh, certainly in a tier, uh, a separate tier, a big gap from Fields to the quarterback nine. That is Kyler Murray. I bet all these guys dropped over the last year. Um, well, Watson's a weird uh, one, but yeah. Yeah, Watson. certainly two of them did. We've got Kyler Murray yeah, yeah, yeah. at quarterback nine with an ADP of 83. Deshaun Watson, quarterback 10 with an ADP of 84. And Dak Prescott. At quarterback 11 with an ADP of 85. So you heard that right. 83, 84, 85. <laughs> those three guys could not be any closer. 
Matt, if you're taking one of these, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, I think dynasty managers are worried about all three for different reasons. If you've waited this long, which one are you grabbing? Yeah, and real quick, probably how I should have phrased that is I feel like the arrow is pointing down on all three. You know, if, if you're looking at the stock market ticker, I think all these guys have dropped recently. Right. And for that matter, I would take Dak. I mean, Kyler might not play well into the season, and what if they're one and eight when he's due to come back? Are they, will he play at all? Will we, you know, what are we going to see from him? A lot of questions about his play as well. Watson was flat out bad this past year. I think Dak got too much heat, undeserved heat. He threw too many interceptions, but I still think he's a very good football player. Well, don't those questions about this, the whether it's injury-related or on-field play with, with both Watson and Dak, don't those questions about those players and, and some of the other guys we discuss just make those top eight even more valuable? I was thinking that, too. That's a good way yeah. of putting it. Like, uh, Amy Herbert or whomever, you know, right. Right. Uh, let's finish up here. Uh, quarterback 12, again, he is uh, a, a big gap Ooh. from Dak Prescott yeah. to the next guy. That's Tua Tungavaloa. He's quarterback 12. 85 was Dak's ADP, remember, to a 115. So we're talking about a 30-spot jump uh, between the quarterback 11 and the quarterback 12. I talked about those rookies earlier, remember? Uh, Matt, mm-hmm. quarterback 13 is C.J. Stroud. Quarterback 15 is... Bryce Young, quarterback 16 is Anthony Richardson. So you've got three rookies in the top 16. Uh, and By the way, Trey Lance is the quarterback 14. So we've got a lot of uncertainty uh, just outside of that those top 12 quarterbacks. Uh, any of those four could crash this party, and they could be uh, in this quarterback one conversation really within a few months. Or they could be well outside of the top 15, top 20 even. Uh, all four of those guys are, are looking at potential value shifts uh, in 2023. Real quick, you mentioned how they could crash the party. I think that party is very crashable. You know, like I'm expecting sure. volatility in these ranks in this neighborhood a lot. Right. I'm, I mean, with any of those three quarterbacks, if they get a good landing spot, if they earn the, if they earn the uh-huh. starting job, uh you know, from week one on, uh, if they play well early in the season, it's not going to take that much to jump to a, if these injury concerns linger, it's not going to take that much to jump Watson or Dak. If they struggle to start the season, if they're throwing interceptions, if they're losing games and and same with Kyler Murray, right. Same with Kyler and the injury issue. So, um, really we're looking at from nine to 16, uh, as, as wide open right now, kind of for the mm-hmm. taking, uh, are those spots, Matt, when we come back, we will get into Michael Mayer. We'll talk about the big tight end from Notre Dame. Are you looking for a de- delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories. I mean, who wouldn't be, then you got to try built bar. Uh, what makes built bar so good? Well, they're a hundred percent covered in, uh, they're covered in a hundred percent real chocolate and you can absolutely taste it. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in crazily unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Not sure how they do it, but they really do taste like a candy bar while maintaining phenomenal macros. I mean, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And and now you don't have to wait around to get a box. I mean, you used to have to go to Bilk.com and you still can do that. That's phenomenal. 
but you can also get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. I'm sure there's one near you. Uh, head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk over to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. Grab a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're near a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. And you can thank me later. Matt, Michael Mayer is a 6'4", 265-pound tight end from Notre Dame, just 21 years old still. Uh, look back at his recruiting process three years ago. He was a five-star recruit. Uh, he's a Kentucky boy, Matt. I like I like any, mm, I any of these Kentucky kids. He's from Northern <laughs> Kentucky, essentially from the Cincinnati area. Uh, no surprise to see him landing in Notre Dame. They seem to get all those tight ends that are kind of in this mold. And when I say in this mold, he's a big strapping, like typical traditional. In yeah. In line tight end. He can block. He certainly can catch has good hands, but he's not going to outrun any of these defensive backs or probably, probably not many of the linebackers either. Uh, Matt, what do you like about Michael Mayer's game? Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, maybe more so as a football player than fantasy asset, especially That's compared fair. to other tight ends in this class, which I think is a phenomenal tight end class. Um, but he is rugged, and he does all the dirty work and seems to relish in it. And he's a big, thick, strong guy that uses that strength and aggressiveness as a runner after the catch, or I mean, runner after the catch, certainly as a blocker. He doesn't mind blocking snap after snap against defensive ends and edge guys. He's not just a finesse move player. So I think coaches will love him at the next level. Um, Interested to see how he tests, but you're right on tape. He doesn't blow you away as a runaway from people guy. Yeah, it, you know, Michael Mayer has been the favorite to be the tight end one in this class (laughs) really since he entered college, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, but if you look at some of these mock drafts, he was starting to get some heat, uh, specifically from Dalton Kincaid. Uh, and, and then we, you know, we've learned that Kincaid is not going to be able to work out at the combine. Matt, I know you're traveling today. I don't know if you've yeah, even hear seen that, that okay. news. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're not going to see Kincaid at least uh, on the field in these uh, in these drills. Maybe that's, you know, maybe that's enough to give a little advantage to Mayer if he can test well, if he can impress uh, on the field at the Combine. Let's look back at some production. He had it all three seasons at Notre Dame as a freshman, true freshman, 42 catches, 450 yards and a couple scores. Sophomore season was statistically his best, 71 catches, 840 yards and seven touchdowns. He finished out his career Uh, This past season was 67 grabs, 809 yards, and nine touchdowns. Matt, he played 12 games each of his three seasons, barely ever missed time. That's another plus in his corner, in my opinion. You know, this big guy that can block, I mean, he's got the size. I said he's not going to outrun many of those defenders, but he might knock them down uh, because he's he's such a big guy. Uh, But he has soft hands as well. So I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of things to like about Michael Mayer. You know, we're, we're still kind of stuck in the dynasty community on this Kyle Pitts tight end mold. And I mean, there's, there's reasons to be stuck on that and, and interested in finding, you know, more guys in that range. Michael Mayer is not that by any means. Um, I've said he's, 
I said he's a little bit better version of Pat Fryermuth. Of course, your guy up there in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Do you think that is that fair to say? Yeah. Um, I bet Fryermuth's faster. Yeah, I was going to say a little more athletic, probably, Fryermuth is. I think Mayer's more rugged and a better blocker. I mean, Fryermuth's a so-so blocker as an inline versus, you know, springing a, a running back off the edge. So I do think Mayer plays very quickly in this league. And just real quick, you know, looking at his production that you jotted down here, consistent, you know, 12 yeah. games a year. I'm sure he played through some, you know, dinged up situations. 18 touchdowns or, or 16 touchdowns over the last two seasons. But what stands out to me, like you mentioned, true freshman at Notre Dame that always has good tight ends. He catches 42 balls the year after playing high school football. That's pretty impressive. Right. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. good. Um, we we kind of hinted at a couple weaknesses. The speed, limited somewhat, uh, just mm-hmm. athletically. Uh, any, anything else that... Real quick, I want to stop you on that. Like, speed and athleticism, I think against other first-round tight ends we've seen lately, he's lacking. But I don't think he's slow by... I mean, he doesn't run like Mercedes Lewis, you know. I mean, he, I mean, he, he right. gets around I'll, fine, you know. Yeah, I mean? on the tight end scale, he's he's fine, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. But compared to first round tight ends, he's slower and a little bit more of a plotter and a you know a power player. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, any any concerns in general you have about Mayer? No, I think my concerns will be versus Kincaid. Versus Musgrave, you know, mm-hmm. and if for if I'm the Bengals, I might rather have Mayer. But if I'm Matt Williamson's dynasty team, I think I want those guys. Okay, that's fair. Well, we're going to yeah. get into uh, we're going to get into his dynasty value uh, and some ideal landing spots right after this break. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcast, as well as on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Matt, you suggested the Cincinnati Bengals might be interested in Michael Mayer. They pick 29th overall in the first round of the NFL draft. I've got a few teams here that might here. Uh, might be in that same range and uh, arguably or, or maybe obviously have a need at the tight end position. Uh, Green Bay, 15 overall. Maybe a little early given the depth of the tight end class. Uh, I mean, we've thrown out those names, Kincaid and Musgrave, but uh, there's a a bunch of tight ends, right? I mean, even Daniel Jeremiah has said he's given 11 tight ends a round three grade or better. So he's saying 11 tight ends uh, picked by the, or at least projected by the end of day two. That's a ton. Um, And that, that depth of that position could lead teams to you know, gamble and, and, and wait it out until uh, day two, round two, round three. Uh, maybe maybe Mayer and, and maybe even Kincaid, who we're going to talk about tomorrow, uh, maybe they fall further than expected. But Green Bay at 15, I think, could consider it. Detroit at 18, of course, they trade TJ Hawkinson. Now they have a need at tight end. Could they just turn around and take Michael Mayer there? 
See, I think he looks like a lion. You know, I mean, I think yeah, this guy's right. a, a knee biter. You know, I mean, you put him on the end of that O line that has a lot of early picks on it, and the physicality of that football team, and their dedication to the run game with Jamison Williamson. Not Williamson. We're very different. Jamison Williams <laughs> having the take the top off of mentality. I think that completes him, and I think he's a better blocker than Hawkinson or will be. Mm. That's a good Chargers pick. pick. Yeah, Chargers pick twenty two. Uh, got some decent tight end play the past couple of years, but they, they don't have that long-term guy there, at least not yet. Uh, Jacksonville 25, this is kind of a wait and see. Uh, it sounds like they want to bring Evan Ingram back. If they do, then I would cross them off the list here. I don't think they would, uh, resign Ingram and, uh, or, or even tag Ingram and, uh, go tight end here. But, uh, as of now, a, an option to consider. Dallas at 27, and we already talked about the Bengals at 29. Yeah, um, and good. No, I was just going to say, who's, who's your yeah. favorite of those? Is it Detroit? I think so. Um, I'm not going to disagree with you on Jacksonville because it's still unlikely, and I do think they will tag Ingram, but those guys couldn't be any more different. I mean, everyone sure, likes right. the Gronk Henderson, Henderson comparison, or Hernandez comparison. That was could be kind of what they would give their young quarterback, so... I would love to see it. I don't know if their well their roster is wealthy enough to you know put that many resources in tight ends, but I would love to see him paired with an Ingram type. Um, I love the Lions fit. I love the Bengals fit. Hayden Hurst is a free agent. I don't think they'll be able to hold on to Boyd much longer, especially if they're going to sign Higgins and Chase. So there is opportunity there. Um, Dallas is fine. Schultz is a free agent, unlikely to come back, and um, I just think the Chargers need more explosive playmakers. Like if I were them, I would take Jalen Hyatt before I'd take mayor. You know what I mean? Mm, I, yeah, I would, I would like that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and I agree. You hit on it. Dallas with the need because of um, Schultz, yeah. because of Schultz being a free agent. Dallas also hit on, I mean, maybe, maybe hit is not the right word, but uh, they drafted both Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot last year with those mm-hmm. mid round picks or late round picks. Really? And got decent production from both of them. So, while... If Henderson's on your waiver wire, you should have picked him up weeks ago. Right. I, I, yeah. I think, you know, that's another team with a lot of needs. I don't mm-hmm. think it would be shocking if they just say, we're going to roll with, with these two guys and see what happens. So, uh, yeah, I both Ferguson and Hendershot should uh, should be considered uh, on the mm-hmm. on your waiver wire. Uh, yep, let's finish up here. Grinding the mocks are, are one of our favorite sites here. They do project Michael Mayer to be the tight end one, the first tight end selected in the NFL draft. They've got him with an average draft selection of 20. And again, that's not putting the player with a specific, uh, team, but just saying that's kind of the range. So that would be mm-hmm. in that lions, uh, lions range. They pick 18th chargers at 22nd, somewhere in there. Looking at some recent mock drafts from around the industry, we've already talked about Daniel Jeremiah. He did project uh, the Jaguars with the 24th pick to take uh, to take Michael Mayer. So that's again that would possibly change with possibly, the Ingram yeah. Yeah, the course. Ingram situation. Lance Zerline, 18 to Detroit. Mel Kiper, 15 to Green Bay. Matt Miller, 28 to Cincinnati. Dane Brugler, 21 to the Chargers. Matt, you can see where I came up with uh, my my ideal landing spots. These these guys are all over the board. 
maybe the most interesting interesting one is our buddy Danny Kelly from the Ringer. We're going to see him in Indianapolis this week as well. Uh, Danny had the Tennessee Titans with the 11th overall pick. Uh, that that might be the highest I've seen Michael Mayer in quite a while. Uh, what do you think there? Yeah, I mean, Danny Kelly's great. I mean, and I hope we run into him this week and all those good things. Um, I just disagree with this one. I mean, their O-line receiver needs. I mean, they're going to cut guys probably like Bud Dupree. I mean, they're what's going on a quarterback? They have Chig. Chig's good. Uh, I mean, I know yeah. he's a lot different than Chig, but they can't afford that Ingram Mayer thing I laid out. If they, I mean, they got their tight end. Yep, I agree. Uh, prob- yeah. Probably, it seems like it seems like Mayer is trending down in, in value. Do you think he's a lot to be a first round NFL draft pick? No, um, I yeah. think Musgrave is going to be the first one off the board. Yeah, uh, Musgrave's my favorite right now. I think he's the freakiest and the biggest and. Mm. Um, Mayor's a fine prospect and is worthy of a first-round pick. But you mentioned it. I mean, there's 12 good ones. Maybe there's only 15 teams tight end shopping. And if he's third on your board in the tight end room, he might be there to begin the second round. Yeah, that makes and sense. jump all over him. Yeah. Uh, we'll finish up here with his dynasty value. Looking at our rookie rankings at Dynasty League Football, Michael Mayer is the sixth ranked player overall he is of course the tight end one i don't think he keeps that ranking i think he's Mm -hmm. probably going to fall uh pretty soon maybe as some of these receivers and running backs uh move up the boards post combine uh rookie adp this one was kind of kind of a surprise both in our one quarterback rookie adp and our super flex uh, data. He had the same ADP, 15 overall, and the tight end one. So, hmm. based on the ADP, looking more like a uh, like an early second rounder, not that mid first that the rankings suggest. So, again, that's that's another reason to think that he's probably falling from that ranking of six overall where he is now at, at DLF. Yeah, I mean, again, subject to change, he would be my tight end three in this class. I mean, I think. Maybe not in the real world. You know, again, if I'm the Bengals, I might like him one. But in terms of receiving potential, fantasy potential, he's number three for me right now, which, I mean, to me, he's probably closer to, I don't know, 16th, 17th, 18th overall, mid-second round pick, something like that. Yep, that's fair. That is Michael Mayer, a player we like a lot more in the NFL uh, than maybe we do in in, in fantasy. That'll do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.